3: This is AM 980 The Mission, KKMS, Richfield, Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities Christian Voice.
4: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington with a second wave of
5: executive orders to undo his predecessor's immigration policies. President Joe Biden signed orders on family separation, border security, and legal immigration.
6: My grandfather said the grace of God and the goodwill of the neighbors will reunite these children and reestablish our reputation as being a haven for people in
5: need. With proposed legislation to give legal status and a path to citizenship to all of the estimated 11 million people in the country who don't have it, Biden has quickly taken aim at many of former President Trump's sweeping changes to deter illegal immigration. On Wall Street, the Dow by 475 points to 30,687, the Nasdaq rose 209 points, with the S&P 500 advancing 52,
6: oil up $1.21 to $54.76 a barrel. This is SRN News. Just after 5 p.m. in the KingdomBuilders.com studio. Thank you so much for joining us here on the mission as we head into a Tuesday evening. We've got Crosswalk coming up next with special guest host Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You can catch Brad Sundays 1 to 3. It's the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And if you ever miss out on a program, follow up at the podcast page at am1280thepatriot.com. We'll get to Crosswalk and Brad Carlson in just a moment. Let's update your forecast tonight. Cloudy through the overnight, about 18 for our overnight low, mostly cloudy for Wednesday and mid-30s. We have a chance of freezing drizzle Wednesday night, just in time for snow on Thursday. We could see 1 to 2 inches, and then we get nice and cold for the weekend. Only a high of 12 on Friday, and we're well below zero for the weekend. That is your forecast on AM 980 The Mission. Check us out and stream us live at am980themission.com. Our February book of the month is by Eric Metaxas. If you join the Mission fan club this month, you're automatically entered to win a signed copy that's at am980demission.com. Crosswalk is coming up next. Does your
7: financial advisor work for a big company based thousands of miles away? Local financial advisor Sheila Franks of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors hosts the Sheila Franks Financial Hour, Saturdays at noon. You'll hear about opportunities you might be missing for your retirement. Sheila doesn't report to an executive in a big city far away. She reports to you, her client. Listen, Saturdays at noon to the Sheila Franks Financial Hour. Investment advisory services offered through AU Wealth Management, LLC.
2: Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround
4: gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundmsp.com.
0: Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Portions of this program portions of this program were pre-recorded. From the Mall
3: of America to the state Capitol in St. Paul and Dinkytown to the Spoonbridge in Cherry. This is Minnesota's intersection of faith, family, and culture. Welcome to Crosswalk. Here's your host, Lee Michaels.
5: And good evening everybody. Welcome to this edition of Crosswalk with Lee Michaels sans lee michaels who is away on assignment this week it is me brad carlson thank you as always for tuning in folks you could hear my broadcast regular broadcast on our sister station am 1280 the patriot sundays 1 to 3 p.m but i make an appearance uh probably to am 980 a few times a year i guess but it's always great to uh talk to the audience here and uh have this uh, dialogue continuing here at our various Salem affili- affiliates. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, we do. Uh, we are honored to have a guest with us in studio for the entire hour of the broadcast. An honor for me uh, this is uh, lead pastor Dr. Nate Roosh. He's a lead pastor at Emmanuel Christian Center. Its main campus is the largest campus up in Fridley, about eh, what, half a mile south of Northtown Mall, I guess. Also, some campuses, there are two new campuses located within the last few years, anyways, in Maple Grove. In Elk River, uh, Pastor Nate has come on to uh, talk about wow, myriad topics to talk about when it comes to faith and culture and uh, politics intersecting. That is for certain. Uh, Pastor Nate Rushin, honored to have you on the broadcast, sir. How are you?
8: So glad to be here, and uh, thank you, Brad. This is a great opportunity and an amazing hour with a lot to talk about.
5: There is, and for purposes of full disclosure, uh, I kind of work my inside connections. Uh, My wife and I attend Emanuel Christian Center, and I, I told your wife this. I don't know if I've ever told you this. We mark our time at Emanuel by the the time your youngest son was born, because we were in the audience for his dedication when he was dedicated. So that would have been, what, 19 years ago, I guess? Yeah, 19 years (laughs) ago next month. That's right. So 19 years my wife and I have been attending Emanuel Christian Center. So there you have it. Uh, uh, Pastor, you've been uh, the lead pastor there since 2013. That's right. And I've also made mention of this. I've been going to church regularly since I was a teenager, 16 years old. Uh, I'll be 52 this May. Uh, this is the first time in my lifetime I've had a pastor who's younger than me, Pastor <laughs> Nate Roosh, <you> know? <laughs> So, the, For what that's worth, I don't know. But.
8: Well, it, I, I understand everybody's got somebody older and somebody younger. Uh, I'm right nipping at your heels, though. I'll be turning 50 this year. so.
5: Oh, you no. You normally don't. Uh, you normally don't reveal your age. You always say forty and none of your business years. That's old. right. That's My of... wife keeps telling me I can't say that anymore after this year. <laughs> uh, fair enough. We all reach those milestones. Well, uh, Pastor Nate, obviously, we've uh, we're in an interesting time uh, in this uh, in this culture in our society. Um, now you've been a you've been going to manual for a number of years now, starting when you were a student at mm-hmm. in North Central. You were a youth pastor there for a time, I believe in the early two thousands. Yeah, nineteen nineties, two thousands, for ten years. Okay. Yeah. And then and then you took a little time away to work at a different job, and then came back to be lead pastor in twenty thirteen. So I guess my point is you've been in church for a while. You've mm-hmm. seen how the culture has evolved from when we were youngsters mm-hmm. in the seventies and eighties. I don't mean to play the back in my day card, but <laughs> Every generation, I guess, has its own unique challenges. So from some of the folks who have mentored you mm-hmm. in your faith journey, how is what you're dealing with now compare, and what's the distinction between, say, what your father and, say, your predecessors maybe dealt with yeah, back in the day? that's a great question. Um, well, I think in
8: large part a lot of the traditional white churches mm-hmm. that are in the suburbs primarily— had a safe zone, if you will, for decades after decades, where nobody really pointed the finger at them. They pointed the finger at everybody else. Mm. And I think that part of the shift has been that, um, now the fingers are pointing back at the church and, um, in part because of some things we'll talk about. But I also think that there's an element of the way people get information. So when, when my dad, um, was raising me and my parents, Uh, We got our news at a specific time every night, right? and and it was controlled, and that was the news. And then we would get the, the newspaper the next day, and we would read about that same thing and other things. And I remember reading the sports page and looking at the stats in there and stuff. I was really into it. But the headlines on the front were built the day before, and that's where everybody got their information. Well, I mean, with the advent of the internet was one thing, but when it all went to the phone, it was a completely another thing. Mm. And I think nowadays people have so many different pathways to interpretations of news. So it's not even just one story. It's millions of different perspectives on that same story. And many of them are built in such a way as to confront or start a fight with somebody else's perspective. And, uh, and so even in the, the context of leading a church, when I'm leading, I know that, um, the people that are listening to me are getting many, many different perspectives and I had nothing to do with it. And so as far as communicating or having a capacity to enter a dialogue, that dialogue is very complex now because people are hearing from others that are on the other side of the world or on the other side of the country, or on the other side of the city that they don't even physically ever see or have, but they sure believe it, and they take it in, and now that becomes a part of their own personal worldview. And so a lot of people's perspective has been
5: fa- um, built off of information without relationship. So now as the, obviously the church is evolving, I remember you know when I first started going to church in 1985, it was a suit and tie every day, every Sunday morning <laughs> and, and Sunday evening. I went to a uh, Pentecostal church, so yeah. I went to Sunday morning, Sunday evening, went to the Bible study uh, Wednesday night. I think it was Thursday night back then. Mm-hmm. But anyways, and and just to, within the past decade or so, now I, I won't, it's less formal. It's certainly, mm-hmm. you, you certainly obviously, the, the gospel still ut, the, of the utmost importance, mm-hmm. but as we're trying to appeal to, you know, say a younger audience or maybe different Type of culture, it certainly is. It's different. It's scaled back. It isn't the you know uh, the pastor wearing the, the three piece suit and the, and the tie anymore. You still look sharp by the way. Don't well, get me wrong. You. I appreciate, but it. <laughs> uh, but but it's different. And and so I guess what is the challenge for today's churches to you know while that aspect of it is fine, maybe you know have a little more contemporary music and dress down a little bit but still maintain the gospel, which you would concur is the utmost importance.
8: Well, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head on the change. can be seen visibly by what people wear or what the sound is, but it's really about how people see themselves attached to a church. So there used to be kind of a built-in obligation for church families to come, you mentioned, three or four times a week, Mm -hmm.
4: right?
8: That obligation is gone. Mm. And so now people go where they want, when they want, And they don't feel obligated to anything. It's a complete consumer perspective on attendance in a church or connection to a church. So many churches everywhere have been like, well, how do I get them to want to be in our church? And uh, that has changed even in the last decade. I can tell you the shift uh, used to be that the average person would attend church once a week. Now it's once to twice a month mm, okay. because there's been a kind of a ballooning of personal and family incomes as people, two people are working and if they're married or they just have more money and more access to cheaper vacations and getting away. Now on a weekend, people are going to to the lake or they're going up north and they're aware of all these things that are in Minnesota is an amazing state. But out the door goes church mm-hmm. in that weekend. So then, churches have also adapted and realized that we still think it's important for people to be connected to their personal faith to a church. And so, churches have utilized online broadcasts. It's almost like an on demand piece. Well, if you can't make it Sunday morning, you right. could watch church Tuesday night mm-hmm. instead. And so, there's a kind of this sense of it's really spread out um, commitment level. And I think, for me and for our church and for leaders everywhere, and if you're listening and you're like i'm just a ten church, what do you think about this pastor? I think the biggest concern is not do you have enough checks in the box that you've went to church enough times, but how do you grow your faith? How do you stay strong in a world that is changing like crazy? How do you stay close to Jesus? How do you build each other up? You know when I look at the gospel, Jesus really highly valued spiritual relationships. That's how he did things with his disciples. That's what the church did when he was gone and ascended to the, into heaven. And I think the bigger challenge is if I'm not going to church, or even if I am, how am I developing and cultivating spiritual relationships where I get out of the Bible with It's promising. So in the Bible, it promises that when two or three gather together, Jesus is there. In the Bible, it talks about when one person is in need, the rest of the body meets those needs. Well, if you don't have any relationship, how are your needs met? And how are the needs of your family or others around you? And I think that's the greater challenge now. So we're looking at ways to get engagement more than just attendance. So sometimes that means I'm okay with, if somebody's in a small group, and they met that week, but they couldn't go on Sunday morning, I'm all right, because they are building spiritual relationships, right. and that's what Jesus calls the church.
5: And along those lines, this had to be a particularly unique challenge with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic going on mm. almost a year now, Yeah, and given everything that is the dynamic that has gone on, say, with schools, mm-hmm. the distance learning. My wife is a, a middle school teacher and has been teaching remotely since a year ago at this time. Yeah. And you talk about people with with young kids, and the kids are staring at computer screens all day. Mm -hmm. Well, with churches shut down in person, guess what? The online church is phenomenal. It's convenient. You can still be there, feel somewhat connected. When you and your kids have been staring at the computer screen all day with their school, the last thing they're probably going to want to do come Sunday is stare at a a computer screen. So that had to add another layer of challenges, Pastor
8: Nate. Yeah, the, the screen fatigue is a real, real thing. It's a real clinical Mm. thing i think and in so many ways with suicide depression other things go with that especially with the younger generation um you know when i look back to the last year um it was in february at the end of february that i got on a plane it was the middle of february with uh with pastor nathan Graham's, one of my staff members and mm-hmm. one of my sons and we flew to the uk that's right i do and remember this yeah so we spent a bunch of time there and while we were there i watched the news and Italy was taken off, yes. and that was the only thing in the news and all these people and and then, uh four days before uh the President closed travel internationally coming back to the states, we flew home mm. and so it was like wow. I was leaving <laughs> one era and stepping into a brand new era It was within two weeks that our governor um did his first executive order, and everybody is wondering what's going on. How long will this last? People think, "Oh, maybe two weeks." maybe a month. Well, here we are. Right. Mm-hmm. So I almost view it in phases. Um, and it's a little bit like, um, uh, accepting grief. Um, we're in denial. Then we're angry about it. Then we begin to accept it. And then we find a new normal at some point. And I think that's what we had now, as far as church goes and the screen stuff, um, early on churches everywhere, ballooned with numbers of people. Cause they were in their homes, it was almost like it was we we're at war. We can't go in the streets. I they have tanks out in the streets and what's gonna happen, <laughs> right? So everybody glued in to their church. Uh-huh. You know, actually we had more engagement, then within about a month and a half to two months of it, the numbers began to drop and that is across the board churches everywhere. So even though we were offering the same thing, people had changed. And yes, they were tired of the Zoom stuff, they were tired of the screens. They wanted visceral, personal contact. They wanted to be together. And so as we went through the summer, and uh, I think it was the first weekend of June that the governor allowed churches to reopen, we reopened our facilities. And I had been getting all kinds of contacts from people saying, don't bow your knee to the governor. Have church open. Well, the funny thing is, when we did reopen, those same people didn't come back. Mm. Interesting, isn't okay. that interesting? And mm-hmm. so there is a built-in change in the in the the willingness to jump back into church. There's fear, perhaps, built in there, anger, whatever. Um, and so so we had to adjust to all of that. But the interesting thing is, somewhere in August, we reopened our youth ministry, and I'm telling you, our numbers for teenagers is higher than it was pre-COVID.
5: Outstanding.
8: Those kids need social relationships. Amen. Yes. And they're running back to, and this isn't just our church. This is everywhere because they can't at their school. It's illegal to go somewhere as a group anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so now church has become a place where they can find a home and in their relationship. So there's some upside behind the scenes to some of those dynamics that you're talking about in
5: all things give thanks we're not thankful for the pandemic but in this pandemic yes we're seeing uh, undeniable positives that's a phenomenal story glad to hear that well ladies and gentlemen we do need to take a break it is me Brad Carlson filling in for Lee Michaels on this edition of Crosswalk 651-289-4499 is the number to call if you'd like to weigh in on any of the topics we discussed honored to be joined by Dr. Nate Roosh he the lead pastor of Emanuel Christian Center back with another segment on the broadcast go nowhere
9: I might only have one match, But I can make an explosion and all those...
3: Limitless access to encouragement, hope, and God's Word. Listen to AM 980 The Mission with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in at radio.com
9: We live in the Twin Cities and pray worldwide. you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR.
7: For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to save the children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836 or give online at savechildrentoday.org. That's savechildrentoday.org.
9: Hey ladies, what is Radio 4, if not for talking about the hot topics of today? My name is Sugbury, host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. We invite special guests and discuss the tough topics impacting us today. The hookup culture, transgenderism, open borders, aging, adultery, those crazy hormones, and much, much more. There is no show like this one, and no topic off limits. Let's keep it real and tell it like it is.
3: Saturdays at 11 a.m. on AM 980 The Mission.
9: That's the sound of someone at Papa Murphy's using fresh ingredients to make your pizza. And this is you. Telling your family your home-baked Papa Murphy's pizza is ready. Every Tuesday, get any large pizza for just $10. Papa Murphy's.
4: In the traffic center, northbound set of 169, a disabled vehicle at Highway 55, 394 to 94, just over 10 minutes. Westbound set of 94, crash at Manning Avenue. One vehicle overturned there in the roadway, causing a backup. On the eastbound set of 94, a stall at Highway 55, Fish Lake Interchange to downtown Minneapolis at 15 minutes. Eastbound set of 494, Highway 212 to 94, 694 to half hour. On the eastbound set of the crosstown, 494 to Highway 55 at 15 minutes. Northbound 35W Burnsville Split to downtown Minneapolis at just under 20. Southbound set at 35W from downtown Minneapolis to the Burnsville Split at 20 minutes. That's a look at traffic. I'm Dylan.
5: Hey, welcome back. AM 980 The Mission. KKMS is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on this edition of Crosswalk. Lee, away on assignment this week. We'll have myriad guest hosts uh, later on this week. We Hopefully you tune in every uh, weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Honor for me to be joined by Dr. Nate Roosh, the lead pastor at Emanuel Christian Center, the church my wife and I have been attending for about 19 years now. And, uh, Pastor Nate, we've talked a little bit uh, about uh, in the first segment uh, culture and and Faith, talking a little bit about the uh, political spectrum. Obviously, kind of bouncing off what you said, we get our information from so many different platforms these days. And it seems politics, particularly on you know, Twitter and Facebook, very pervasive. People share different uh, articles. And as you also alluded to, a lot of the titles of these articles they like to call clickbait. You know, the headline is very provocative and it gets discussion back and forth. And sadly, some of it is a pretty rancorous. Uh, with the dynamics of our church, and pretty much since the day my wife and I started going to the main campus here in Fridley, and it's just got more diverse since then, whether it's different races, generations, socioeconomic backgrounds, what have you, inevitably that's going to be reflective of our society as a whole. So many different worldviews, so particularly in the political realm. Mm-hmm. Another challenge for you as a lead pastor, I'm sure mm-hmm. you're getting feedback from all different sorts of perspectives. <laughs> I mean, Uh, You're a great listener. How do you balance all that?
8: Yeah, well, I think, first of all, as a leader, I got to know who I am. Mm, And and it can't depend on the people around me telling me who I am. Um, That's a dangerous tightrope to walk. You know, you're really good, and they love you, and then you feel great about yourself. And if they don't, then there's something wrong with you. You can't go in that space. So for me as a pastor... I need to be following Jesus and a good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. And sometimes the sheep get stuck and they get muddy and they got all kinds of things going on and still got to be a shepherd. So that's really what I kind of go back to is remembering who I am in, in Christ. And then how do I love the sheep that God's called me to pastor, including the city around our church. And um, so this last year uh, pastors everywhere. So I'm not, saying I'm the the lone one that's dealing with this pastors have had a really tough time because our people are all listening to different voices mm-hmm. outside of us. And then, um, it can't, those people can't help but, um, spit out what they've been hearing. They don't even realize it. You are what you eat. You know, the, the things that go in your mind and you listen to all the time, it just becomes a part of how you see the world and think about things. And so, um, the amount of of different opinions that were piggyback um, or adopted opinions that were sent our way through emails, uh, messages to uh, to me on what I should talk about it was interesting because in 2020 it was like the Bermuda Triangle of <laughs> storms. You know, we right. had COVID and all that 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 goes with that, and then we had George Floyd and everything that happened in that spring. And then uh, in the fall, we had, of course, the elections. And so all of those kind of overlapped one another. And one of the things that I discovered is is that there was a huge amount of um, a drop in trust for for organizational and political leadership across the board. So it wasn't in any one category only. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter who it was. People were ready to be critics. Sure. And so the, you know... It, there are no statues anywhere uh, erected for critics. True. So it's not like an admirable quality for anybody to always be a critic. Um, and that doesn't mean that you don't think critically. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are two different things. Um, and and not a whole lot of um, critical thinking was happening in some of the messages that were coming our way, the pressure. So things like, um, as as each executive order came out, um from our governor saying we can do this, we can't do that, there's restrictions on the numbers of people, uh, you gotta stay home. Um there's a whole lot of different opinions about whether or not we should follow that. I got text message, Pastor, I'm behind you, if they take you to jail. I mean it was just unbelievable the kind of the intensity of it. And um and then I had to make decisions out of that. So some churches were meeting. Some churches said that we're not going to meet until twenty twenty one. Um so it was all over even in our own my 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 industry, if you will, at the church, there was no consensus about how to handle things. And so uh for me I had to go, okay, how do I make a decision? And of course I reached out to to people of wisdom in my life and uh people that could speak things into me and then I had to go to my knees and say, Lord, what are you saying to our church? And and, um, and I really felt like I needed to gradually lead us back to get regathering and uh, be okay with smaller crowds. Even though we knew there were people that were online, I needed to be okay with it because uh, it wasn't going to be all at once. Uh, it wasn't going to be the rushing back to church kind of thing. And sure enough, it wasn't. And so uh, throughout the summer, um, there were different moments where at first when we reopened in June people were running in and on the political side of those things there were people like yes finally we're back pastor's not bowing his knee anymore to the you know um, and many of those people were um, distrusting of our government and the mandates that were being made um, and under the cloak of science or whatever and then the question about it was it really science or not I mean that whole debate sure, sure. and how do you keep the purity of the gospel well, wow, there's a new debate every five minutes, mm-hmm.
5: and that that was really what I had to deal with. So, uh, I guess uh, along those lines, you know, we've um, we've seen uh, high profile faith leaders. I mean, we talked uh, probably were talking about this off air before mm-hmm. the show. Uh, Dr. Robert Jeffress, who's heard prominently on this station regularly, as well as uh, uh, Franklin Graham, of course, son of the legendary uh, Billy Graham, who is mm-hmm. the spiritual leader of multiple presidents. Mm-hmm. Um, both those gentlemen very ardently. Pro-President Trump, and then you have some uh, faith leaders like uh, Dr. Russell Doctor Russell Moore, I don't know if you follow mm-hmm. him on uh, Twitter, uh, uh, Beth Moore as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they were advocate for a specific position, but they were very were not shy in their criticism of the, mm-hmm. of the president. So you're all over the map, particularly those faith leaders. Do you think, I, I don't recall you ever giving a definitive statement where you stand specifically mm-hmm. But you ever think that's a good idea for a, for a <laughs> spiritual leader to take an ardent stand for mm. a specific politician, Dr. Roosh? Right. You know, uh, context matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so many
8: of those leaders aren't pastors. Mm-hmm. They're authors. That's a good point. Whether they're yeah. evangelists mm-hmm. or whatever. I think there's a difference when you're a pastor because a shepherd has to stay with the sheep, has to smell like the sheep, has to be with them, and uh, not just the ones that agree with them hmm True. And so, um, for me, I felt like my responsibility is to draw people back to the attitudes of scripture, not to the the current contemporary debates that were going on. And I found hope in Jesus because, you know, there were a lot of things just like we're experiencing going on in Jesus' day. There were multiple governments overlapping one another. You had an occupational force from Rome and its empire that was notorious for being ungodly, and they were in control, and the brutal foot of Rome was on the, the neck of, of Israel. Then you had the Jewish governmental system, and uh, they had their own like guard s- systems and police department, if you will, mm-hmm. and then you had the Herodian civic government that was there, so literally three different groups of people, and here Jesus chooses, this is the time for me to come onto the earth, and they were baiting him. Um, the Jews, uh, many of the Jews, not the the governmental part of it, but the many of the general um, Jews that wanted to get Rome off their neck and wanted to be a free nation, wanted Jesus to be the Messiah that would lead a movement that would overthrow Rome. And they were baiting him in the in when he was on the earth. And then you had uh, the the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, trying to get him tricked. uh, tripped up by asking him questions about things related to the law and what is pure. And, uh, and Jesus never took the bait. And so what, and the fact, the only thing that I could see where Jesus really addressed anything is one, he addressed hypocrisy in the Jewish faith in the temple Mm -hmm. when he kicked over the tables. He was critical of the Pharisees and their teaching because of what it did to people. And then the other thing that he did is someone asked him, should we pay taxes or not? And he says, give to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God's. And everything else was about another fourth kingdom and -hmm. it was the kingdom of God. And so what I felt my responsibility was, was to focus our people on the kingdom of God because those other kingdoms will pass away. They'll go come and go. And sure enough, Our president from last year is no longer our president this year, but the kingdom of God still moves on. Amen. And so I think the, the biggest challenge for a leader when they do identify, I'm linking myself with a particular temporary leadership is what happens when that leadership is over and what are you really focused in on? And I think that's the biggest challenge for spiritual
5: leaders. Joining our discussion here with uh, Dr. Nate Roosh. Again, he a lead pastor at Emanuel Christian Center. Uh, multiple campuses in the Twin Cities. Of course, their main campus, uh, the first campus in uh, Fridley and uh, two new campuses in the past few years in Elk River and Maple Grove. Why don't we take a break? Uh, we'll be back in mere moments. If you'd like to weigh in. On any of the topics we're discussing, 651-289-4499 is the number to call. And uh, you can also use our uh, Twitter hashtag, hashtag NARNshow, that's hashtag NARNshow, if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter. Back with another segment on the broadcast, it's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on Crosswalk. Back in mere moments.
1: times you cannot find, you it over to him. He will give you peace of mind when you feel your too hard.
2: Let me ask you a question. Would you run a full load of laundry just to wash a single pair of socks? Waste of water and money, right? That's exactly what your old softener is doing. It's washing your entire softener each time it regenerates. Are you aware you're wasting over 700 gallons of water a year? Hi, I'm Rob Commers of Commerce Water. We're concerned over the millions of gallons of water that's being wasted in thousands of old softeners in Twin City homes. Our water is precious. According to Forbes, we have less than 3% potable water left in the world. We needed to find a way to soften, yet save water. We found it. It's called WET, water-efficient technology. It'll save you over 700 gallons of water a year, and by the way, over 350 pounds of salt. Would you like to fill your salt tank just once a year? This new technology can be in your home this week. Go to Commerce.com, trade in your old softener, save water, salt, and money for yourself, and
7: for our community. In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home.
6: My community means everything to me. It helped
5: shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here.
7: Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. I'm Jan Hill, helping you understand the times.
4: Countries around the world are rushing to use technology to slow the spread of the coronavirus. Some governments are tracking citizens with the help of apps, drones, and other high-tech methods. But critics warn the surveillance may go too
7: far. Facial recognition, digital IDs and payment systems, vaccine certificates and passports, and other surveillance tactics are often resisted by the masses from the outset of covid Humanity was told the world would not return to normal without this kind of surveillance and monitoring. And now comes a digital tracking system designed to keep people from traveling unless current with vaccines. Big Brother is here and here to stay, and there's no nation to run to for escape. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at OliveTreeViews.org.
6: We'll get back to Crosswalk and special guest host Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network in just a moment here on AM 980 the Mission. Thank you so much for joining us just after 530 in the KingdomBuilders.com studio. The Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise is on the calendar. There isn't anything that's going to stop it this year. We're really excited about this trip. We hope you are as well because we have a bunch of local listeners already signed up, already geared up for the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise. It's you, it's Laura Story, it's Alistair Begg, and it's the godly splendor of Alaska. The trip is August 28th through September 4th. You can see the itinerary right now, and it's spectacular, and you can get registered for the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise by going to to am980demission.com. Your forecast calls for a low of 18, mid-30s for Wednesday with clouds. We could see some freezing drizzle Wednesday night, and for Thursday, it looks like we could see one to two inches of snow, and then we get very cold for the weekend, well below, well below zero for our overnight lows on the weekend. That is your forecast on the mission. Now back to Brad in the KingdomBuilders.com studio.
5: Hey, thank you, John. I love to call is me, Brad Carlson, back. With another segment on the broadcast, AM 980, The Mission, KKMS. This edition of Crosswalk, Sans Lee Michaels. Again, he is away on assignment. Uh, honored to be joined in studio again by uh, Emmanuel Christian Center lead pastor, uh, Dr. Nate Roosh. Uh, of course, the pastor of the church. My wife and I have been attending for uh, 19 years now. Uh, you know, Pastor, I want to get back to something that we were talking about a little earlier, particularly with surrounding the, uh, uh, the COVID pandemic from... I guess from a biblical perspective, or maybe from what uh, you've heard congregants say, do you ever hear people say, you know, this was something that God put upon us in order to direct focus back to Him? Because as you alluded to, the youth service has definitely uh, brought out terrific numbers during this pandemic it's almost as if the youth are trying to you know find a way back or maybe find some find some comfort in this uh, in this storm uh do you ever get people coming to you and saying god willed this to happen because i mm-hmm. i always kind of bristle at that a little mm-hmm. bit i obviously some awful harrowing things happen in this country but god can use anything for his mm-hmm. glory i don't mm-hmm. know necessarily that he wills it to happen how mm-hmm. do you typically respond to that dialogue
8: that's a great question cuz People deal with that on an individual level with death Mm, in their lives. They deal with injustice, the loss of something. Um, I never uh, approach things from uh, God willed this to happen. Like God wanted you to hurt. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't see that kind of language in the scripture, especially as we move into the New Testament. Sure. sure. and, And I think there's a progression, by the way, in the Old Testament to the New Testament. And you discover more and more truth about God as you go forward, forward in time. So, so even some of the grand judgments you see, like um, Noah and uh, the whole earth being flooded um, and people died in that, God says, I'm never going to judge the earth again that way. So there's a change as we understand his heart uh, on the earth. For the pandemic, what I've heard more is, what is this? What on earth is going on? why would why would God allow bad things to happen to good people? That's kind of the underlying mm-hmm. theme, right sure and uh, and then um, we don't know and there are questions we won't know till later or when we get to heaven. Um, my predecessor used to have a statement he said that life is best understood, lived forward, but understood looking backward. Mm-hmm. and I, like I think it. that we will be able to understand it better down the road what we can know is the Romans 8:28 piece that God ha- has a way of weaving everything even the bad stuff together for the good of those whose hearts are committed to him and I, I would even say that isn't necessarily a personal benefit. God has a way of taking even my pain and my difficulty you know you look at Hebrews 11 and in this great hall of, of fame of this, of the scripture people died they were crucified upside down. So it wasn't like the end of the story is like amazing, but through what happened in their story and their suffering, God had a way of making something good for thousands of other people, including you and I. So redirecting it to an internal perspective and understanding, you know what? This whole COVID thing is not the first pandemic that the world has ever experienced. True, And Christians made it through and Christians died in previous pandemics. People died. But the kingdom had an opportunity in the middle of that. And uh, and you see in, in, in world history, the church actually withdrew. And there was quarantine-type moments. The church went with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there were th- those called by God in the church, leaders, to go and risk getting that disease or whatever to minister to others. And so in, in so doing, if helping other people, they got it and they died. But the blood of the martyrs, if you will, is what sprouts up life for the world that's around them. And if we can see the larger picture, God's doing things, and there are things we don't see that we just have to trust, he's got our best interests in mind.
5: Yeah, and again, that's the that's the one thing I I, I take comfort in is, you know, his ways are much higher than ours. He sees the, the end from the beginning. And, you know, the simple phrase that is uttered often is, God's got this, mm-hmm. you know, he's got this, and uh we may not understand why things are are happening the way they are and mm-hmm. and and i guess the frustrating for me thing for me uh, you know being someone who walks in the faith is we may never know in our mm-hmm. time on this earth you know i guess it's controlled impatience if mm-hmm. you will because you want to know and and but and that but that's the whole faith aspect mm-hmm. absolutely um for for you personally being a pastor of such a large church you took over in 2013 it was just the one mm-hmm. large campus now there's been two uh, additional campuses added on in the interim mm-hmm. what do you what do you do personally I mean you have a tremendously large flock to overlook and mm-hmm. you know you listen to people and their walk with God and what they have to do but your husband mm-hmm. your father now grandfather uh. you've got your own personal life that certainly needs to tend to do you ever get to the point that you feel like you're being spread real thin, and if so, how do you kind of recharge yeah. the battery, so to That's speak? That's a
8: really great question. For me, yes, I, I melt down. <laughs> I get tired. <laughs> uh, sure. And just like anybody would in any career, um, I think, you know, you get overwhelmed with the amount of work, or the amount of need, or whatever else. The unique thing about pastoring is that you're always on. Um, I'll get phone calls at night. Somebody died. Got to go to the hospital and visit them. Um, there's things always going on. So, you know, you don't ever get to turn it fully off Mm -hmm. unless somebody else carries that part for you during that time. And so the biggest challenge I think is learning to follow Jesus way of investing in others and trusting them with what you once did. So I don't need to do everything. I just need to make sure everything gets done. That means I need to do an adequate job of trusting staff members, choosing the right ones, and empowering them to do sure. certain things so I don't have to do everything. And so as time has moved by, I've learned to be a better delegator. That doesn't mean just kicking all the work out that I don't want to do.
5: Was that difficult for you?
8: Uh, early. Being a delegator, that yeah, is? Yeah, you know, I actually learned that as a youth pastor because our youth group grew like crazy. Okay, we had, we had sure. 800 kids in our youth group at oh, one point. Oh, goodness, wow. And I had about 120 adult Volunteers working with them, and I had to learn how to empower people and be okay with those students liking their youth leader (laughs) more than me. At least it felt that way, yeah. And understand I only play a part, and if I do my part and I let other people do their part, then the kingdom grows and people are changed. That's my ultimate goal, anyways. And I've just kind of translated that in the seasons of time into now. And so what I do is I actually make sure that I empower the people around me. They have what they need. And sometimes you got to change the structure to do that. So, you know, I love Rick Warren. He has a, a statement about organizations. He says that for every um, 40% growth in an organization, you need to have a structure change. And if you think about your emotional world like a skeleton – that if you had 40% more weight on your skeleton right now, it would bow under the weight. You would just feel it. You'd lag. You wouldn't be as fast and all of those things. Sure. So you need to redistribute the weight. So you actually have, have to change the structure. So I've had to change the structure of my teams, how we do church ministry, You know, even going to multi-site, how do we support multiple locations? I can't be everywhere. Right. I've had to shift um, my time. When I meet with what groups of people and what groups of people don't I meet with anymore? Cause I can't have, I can't be the center of a wheel with all the spokes coming my way and learning to let go and trust to lead the way that Jesus did. And the Bible shows us church leadership should be.
5: Well, This has been a uh, terrific discussion again to Dr. Nate Roosh, lead pastor at Emmanuel Christian center, the very church where my wife and I attend. Uh, we knew this was going to go fast. We only have one more segment coming after this, after this. Why don't we take one final commercial break I'll be back to wrap this up. Again, this is Crosswalk with Lee Michaels. Lee out on assignment this week. Me, Brad Carlson, filling in. Still have an opportunity to uh, call in with a comment or question, 651-289-4499. Back with one final segment on this edition of Crosswalk. Go nowhere.
7: Oh, look
3: at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can listen to the mission. Top choices include am980themission.com, our free app, and radio.com
1: investors seeking steady cash flow, ready to diversify. NRIA has grown to be one of the nation's leading specialists and offers 10% annualized monthly payouts with bonuses targeted at 18% to 21%. That's right. You could receive steady 10% return monthly payments with bonuses. As their slogan says, they specialize in realty investing done right. You can even use your 401k or IRA to invest. NRIA's 15 year track record and 1.2 billion dollars in new construction development backs you. Learn how you can invest in this hard asset real estate cash flow fund today and receive 10% annualized monthly payouts with bonuses. This is something savvy investors should research and consider. Call now, 800-700-5483. That's 800-700-5483. Or visit NRIA.net. An offer to buy or sell any security is only made by our private placement memorandum. Read it first. See us at NRIA.net.
0: Guess which wireless carrier now has stronger expanded coverage? Patriot Mobile. Not only that, but they're committed to support conservative values instead of the companies that don't like Planned Parenthood and other liberal causes. Right now, they're offering new expanded coverage choices that blanket America. Yes, it's true. And here's more reasons to switch. They're the only Christian conservative wireless service provider in America. Now rated number one in customer satisfaction of all wireless Companies And when you talk to their U.S.-based customer service team, you get real answers. Again, new expanded coverage on dependable nationwide 4G LTE networks. Switch and support today with every call. Sanctity of life, discounts for first responders and veterans, support for the First and Second Amendment. Call 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. That's 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Gorka. Patriot Mobile, the country's only Christian conservative wireless provider.
6: How do you define strength? Is it physical?
4: Or is it mental? Maybe it's both.
6: Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can
0: be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
3: AM 980 The Mission and iHeartRadio. They go together like Batman and Robin.
4: Here, take my Bat Radio.
3: Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app.
4: Now here's a look at traffic. On the westbound side of 94, downtown Minneapolis to the Fish Lake Interchange, 15 minutes. Eastbound 94, the tunnel to the Spaghetti Junction taking 15. On the southbound side of 494, Fish Lake Interchange to Highway 212. 15 minutes westbound 694 highway 36 to highway 252 a 20 minute trip on the northbound side of 35 w downtown minneapolis to the forest lake split 25 minutes southbound 35e downtown st paul to the burnsville split 20 minutes on the southbound side of 169 394 to 494 10 minutes northbound highway 100 494 to 94 694 15
5: You know what I think heaven is? I think heaven is you. Welcome back. AM 980, The Mission. You know that? KKMS. It's me, Brad Carlson. Jacob, I'll have you know I got through the entire show without saying AM 1280, The Patriot, because normally when I guest host, I say, hey, it's AM 12. I mean, (laughs) AM 980. So I inevitably make that mistake. I think I got through the whole show by not doing it. So a little pat of myself on the back. But uh, we are here with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on this edition of Crosswalk, heard, uh, of course, every weekday, 5 to 6 p.m., Lee away on assignment this week. So I believe our general manager, Nick Anderson, will be filling in tomorrow on this very time slot, 5 to 6 p.m., as he did last evening. So be sure to tune in for that. And, well, every week, of course. Uh, honored again to be joined in studio by Emmanuel Christian Center lead pastor, Nate Roosh, again, uh, Emanuel uh, Manualcc.org, is that the website? That's Uh, right. Okay, check out their fantastic website. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least uh, plug the church because, well, it's the church where I I attend as well, so i got a vested interest, I guess. I'd love to see new people come there. Uh, One tradition that we've got started over the past few years has been something on uh, the morning of the Super Bowl, Super Sunday, where Mm -hmm. we have some... uh, Pretty high-profile f- guests come in and kind of share their testimony. I know for a couple of years there, Tim Tebow, yeah, uh, came in. Uh, uh, he's a he's a big deal, and yeah. uh, and he's as as humble and kind and as funny as he appears yeah. uh, on his uh, on on television. And uh, you got to hang with him a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's the, the real scenes. deal
8: behind the <laughs> scenes. Uh, uh, just really kind. He's he's one hundred percent fully authentic. What you see is what you get. A great guy and he did his own uh salvation response in there like he wanted to lead people in a prayer yeah that was it. powerful so yeah this year we have cj ham and then i've got a video interview with Kirk cousins who hopefully will still be a viking <laughs> yeah
5: yeah i guess uh, I, would, I was reading up on that a little bit today i think in order to uh, avoid a huge salary cap hit uh they have to wait until after june mm. to trade him but You know, as we've seen with Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff trade, you can at least announce it, but doesn't become official until a certain (laughs) date. But yeah, that's that's an excellent point. Uh, Kirk is definitely a a man of faith. I mean, you you follow him on Instagram or Twitter. He's definitely right out there. And and uh, that's something that I know has to be heartening for you. I mean, athletes more and more. In the spotlight, and they have a large platform, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, uh, particularly, you know, you alluded to the the George Floyd incident. We were kind of the mm-hmm. epicenter of uh, unrest here in the country after the uh, killing of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police last Memorial Day, and a lot of athletes, of course, uh, took to their platforms, spoke out against, saying this is something, you know, particularly the African American mm-hmm. athletes. Something they've been dealing with in their respective communities for a long, long time, and we saw it play out on video—very harrowing sight. Um, but also, you get a number of athletes that are coming out professing their faith, mm-hmm. and that I know you, being a sports fan plus mm-hmm. leading a large church, has to be has to be very heartening for yeah. them to take use these platforms for for good.
8: Yeah, and it's great for kids to see that. Yeah, you know, to, to aspire to be like that. It's a dangerous world too because people want to set you up for clickbait and scandals and all of those kind of things. But I I think it is inspiring. And each of the athletes that we've had that have shared, um, they're sincere. And uh, they want to do something great beyond their playing career as well. And I love seeing that they're not afraid to share that they love Jesus. And uh, just as an example, um, what could be for people that are guests, You know, we have people that come to our Super Sunday services that, Everybody's wearing jerseys, their favorite jersey. I mean, even on the international side of things, we've got we got people from Central and South America that are wearing their national soccer jerseys. Yes, I love that, and, uh, or football, <laughs> and uh, and so it's not just you know my Vikings jersey or whatever Tampa Bay or Chiefs, and so it's just kind of a cool environment, and they all identify with the sports figure when they're talking, and it's also a kind of a, an easy way to invite a friend. When uh, people come to hear a sports person, it's different than hearing from the pastor. Um, I don't think I'm bad, but there are people that would come to listen to a sports figure and they wouldn't come to listen to me. Now, hopefully they get the gospel and they want to come back for more. Yeah but it's yeah. a great opportunity for people just to hear it through the mouths of a of an athlete.
5: Oh yeah and, and it's so much fun it's a, it's a wonderful atmosphere but again then you get to, you get to the heart of their their message too I know PJ Fleck has been there the pre- previous mm-hmm. couple years so yep. and uh, Ron Johnson Yeah or, we, Roger.
8: Yeah, we had a guy named William Green who
5: literally uh uh with his bare hands like bent a frying pan or something yes. on stage. It was yeah. a, it's like wow. <laughs> yeah. And then you, Ben Utech came and sang. Personal and, friend of mine. Yeah, he's Shameless a great guy. Yeah. Yep.
8: Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah, Ben's a, yeah, Ben's a terrific singer singing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh the, uh this Sunday folks. Uh, is it uh, all three services? Yes. Uh, these okay. So, in
8: Spring Lake Park, we have three services, 8:30 10 and 11:30 and then our our Elk River and Maple Grove it's 9 and 11. So yep.
5: Okay, fantastic. Yeah, and and again folks, this is a it's an opportunity where you know we bring friends along and uh it's it's uh from the sound of the weather forecast, we're going to want to scoot indoors as quickly as possible. our furnaces so. will be working. I oh promise. yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely definitely not a challenge and uh it, it's always a a fun event and uh, obviously now that uh, some of the restrictions, the COVID restrictions are loosened, mm-hmm. uh, we're getting a lot more people coming in on Sundays. Yeah. And you, you kind of mentioned, I don't know if we said this on air or off air, yeah. the beginning of the pandemic, you were just speaking to a camera because yeah. there was nobody in attendance. Yeah. Uh, that was—that must have been quite an adju- adjustment, oh, Pastor Dave. Oh, my dude.
8: goodness. Yeah, because I have no <laughs> idea if anybody's watching or who is watching. Yeah. And I'm used to seeing faces and and they're gone. That was a really tough time period, but yeah, people are starting to come back over time and some are still home and I, I respect that as they are trying to protect their family or their health or whatever, and they're just joining online. And so we actually talked to that audience online by saying it's a manual at home. And
5: so um, we talk to them all the time as if they're in the room because really they are in our hearts. Absolutely. Well, we only have a minute remaining again. Uh, Pastor Nate it was an honor to have you uh, join us today uh had lead pastor at Emmanuel Christian Center. Ch- again, check out the website EmmanuelCC, uh dot org to find out uh, all about uh, all about the church. But specifically, come this Sunday; uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the interview with uh, Kirk Cousins, C.J. Ham. I know was there last year as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, just uh, one of the more down to earth and humble guys you ever ever meet yeah. and uh, given his role kind of being the fullback yeah. taking a lot of hits and, pro Bowl, uh,
8: he made the pro Bowl last year that's right yeah, yeah. he's really really good he has a, a story this year because it, his mom was with us last year for it and she died during this last year oh and okay. so he's oh got goodness. a story of pain to share as well
5: absolutely yeah well we'll look uh look forward to that and uh like I say hopefully that uh, uh, we've got like I say, three different campuses, and uh, we hopefully check it out at manualcc, uh, org. Again, my wife and I have been there, been going there for uh, 19 years, and uh, we absolutely love it. And we've seen it evolve, and uh, so many different uh, uh, people co- uh, that have continued to come. The attendance has continued to grow, and it's been very, very heartening. Uh, Pastor Nate, has been an honor Thank you to have you in studio, sir. At, like I say, the hour, we knew it was going to go quick. <laughs> we appreciate the time. Uh, God bless you going forward, and uh, pray for you and your family every day, and we'll continue to do so, and uh, thanks for doing what you're doing. We appreciate God it. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it. AM 980, The Mission, KKMS. It is me, Brad Carlson, who was filled in for Lee Michaels today. Lee, away the rest of the week on assignment, but be sure to tune in every day, 5 to 6 p.m. right here in AM 980, 5 to 6 for Crosswalk. Godspeed, my friends.
2: My name is Ryan Bourne.
9: And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of
2: South Coast Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease.
9: South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results.
2: We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number
3: Supported.